I'm both surprised and unsurprised to see that a Liam Neeson action thriller had themes that are relevant to what we've been dealing with for the past few years. I say that because for the last 15 years or so, Liam Neeson has gotten into a groove where his movies mostly consist of him being a particular man with a particular set of skills in a particular situation where all of that happens to fall in place. With how I've been describing his movies, you think that I hate them, but I don't. I enjoy Liam Neeson as an actor, and honestly, his recent movies remind me of 80s cinema that I grew to love as a child. They were movies that you could easily watch without having to think too much, and they were simply there. The point isn't to say that I enjoy mindless entertainment, but sometimes it's just what you need to unwind. When it comes to Blacklight, I'd say that it was a mix of both. Blacklight had plenty of what you'd expect from a Liam Neeson action thriller at this point in time, but there was enough to leave me thinking about how things have been and how they could continue to be. Social instability, mistrust in the government, mental health issues, and multiple different issues that are seen as a result of generational differences. I wouldn't go so far as to say that Blacklight was a deep movie, but simply making it so that some of these themes had something to do with how the story played out made it so that it had a bit more substance than the typical action thriller flick. From the start, I thought it was a bit strange how the movie focused on political discontent that might as well be mirroring what we've been living through the past few years. It also helped that a confederate flag was out in the open early on, so you knew something would end up being said about either or both of those things. That ended up happening, but like I said, it was surprising to see Blacklight start off in such a way. It's not as if it was overdone or handled inappropriately, but as I've been saying, I generally don't expect much death when it comes to Liam Neeson action thrillers. This continued on in other ways such as the generational gap differences and clear mental health issues affecting more than one character. It's easy to crap on millennials for just about any and all reasons, which seems inappropriate nowadays seeing as how millennials are no longer the 18 to 20 year olds that some still make us out to be, but it is what it is. This generational gap difference was pretty much displayed in this movie and I wouldn't go so far as to say that it contributed to how the story played out, but I thought it was interesting how that, along with references to clickbait articles and even implications of cancel culture were brought up. In the eyes of some, there's no point in mentioning something in a story if it doesn't help push the narrative to where the writer wanted to go, but I don't agree with that. Simply acknowledging how things are nowadays makes it clear that time is passing, and as a result of that, modern movies will reflect the current state of our society. Mental health issues being explored in the movie in one way or another isn't anything new, but this once again goes back to the idea that I wasn't expecting this in a Liam Neeson action thriller. I realize that I'm pretty much hammering it in that a movie being a Liam Neeson action thriller means that it's a certain way and that it'll almost automatically fall into a 2.5 or 3 out of 5, but it's because that's what the last few years of his work has made clear. What I liked about how mental health issues were explored in this movie was that they weren't made out to be seen as something to be ridiculed. They simply were what they were. This was seen with two different characters, Travis Block, as played by Liam Neeson, and Dusty Crane, as played by Taylor John Smith. It could just be me pulling this interpretation out of thin air, but seeing as how it's made clear that Travis has been at this kind of work for a great number of years, what's frightening and new to Dusty is simply something that Travis has gotten used to. Early on in Blacklight, it's hinted that Travis is suffering from some kind of obsessive-compulsive disorder. More specifically, he feels the need to do things three times in a row as a way to get rid of repetitive and intrusive thoughts. It's clear that this is an issue for him, seeing as how it's also possible that Travis could be dealing with more than just OCD, but thanks to his experience, he can manage. Unfortunately, the same can't be said for Dusty. Both characters aren't dealing with the exact same situation, seeing as how Dusty has crossed a line that rattled his moral sense. There's definitely more to this character, 
seeing as how he's greatly afflicted by some kind of mental issue, but the problem is that he's not able to deal with it in the same way that Travis does. He hyperventilates, he struggles to take his medication, and Blacklight goes so far as to alter how this scene is viewed by the audience to make it clear that he's dealing with some heavy mental anguish. All of this goes on to affect how Blacklight plays out, but by simply including this in a well-done manner, I ended up thinking more of the movie than I initially thought I would. Honestly, Blacklight is what it is. It's an action thriller with occasional great-looking scenes, car chases, and action sequences. There was, however, a problem with how some of the action sequences played out. It's clear that Liam Neeson is nearly a 70-year-old man. As a result of that, he can't function on the same level as a younger actor that's half his age, or even 20 years younger. I bring this up because it was clear that specific camera angles had to be used to work around Liam Neeson's age. For the majority of the movie, that wasn't a problem at all, but when it comes to up-close and personal combat, the flaws were noticeable. Quick and blurry shots of punches, dodges, and cuts to specific body parts where you couldn't really see if that was or wasn't Liam Neeson. I don't think there's any shame in using a stunt double, no matter how young or old an actor may be, but it definitely works against the believability of a near 70-year-old action movie star. I realize that this is normal, but it's for sure disappointing to realize that no matter how much I've enjoyed the bulk of Liam Neeson's work, it'll eventually come to an end. It reminds me of how some veteran wrestlers will say things like, I'll know when it's time to call it a day when people start bringing up the declining quality of my matches, and while Liam Neeson can still greatly function as an actor at his age, it's hard to ignore moments that reminded me of an older Robert De Niro beating someone down in The Irishman. Though I definitely enjoyed most of what Blacklight had to offer, I wasn't entirely satisfied with its ending. Simply put, I felt that it was anticlimactic, and it doesn't reach the height as some of the earlier scenes. I realize that all movies don't have to end with a huge climax of some sort, but with how things played out, it felt as if the movie lingered on for a bit longer than it should have. If anything, I would have preferred the last 15 minutes or so to have been rearranged or simply be trimmed down. Blacklight isn't the kind of movie that I'll be rewatching on a regular basis, but it worked in more ways than one. It got me to go out to the theater and it entertained me. Liam Neeson isn't delivering Oscar-worthy performances with his more recent movies, but at this point in time, he doesn't have anything left to prove. At the same time, I don't mind watching these movies because they feature an actor that I enjoy, and I'm reminded of his better movies that I grew up watching. I guess you could say it's nostalgia that keeps me coming back for more. If you enjoyed this content, please feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thank you very much for watching.